Would you please turn to 1 Timothy, the third chapter? 1 Timothy, the third chapter. The Apostle Paul is here writing to a young man, Timothy, whom he converted on his first journey and then picked him up on his second journey and took him with him. And he stayed with him much of the time. He's now writing these epistles from prison and he's allowing many instructions here to be given, much instructions to be given how to people ought to act in the church. In the 15th verse of the third chapter of 1 Timothy, he says, These things I write unto you, hoping to come unto thee shortly. But if I tarry long, that thou may know how thou oughtest to behave thyself in the house of God, which is the church of the living God, the pillar and the ground of truth. And without controversy, great is the mystery of godliness. God was manifest or made known in the flesh. He was justified in the spirit. He was seen of angels. He was preached unto the Gentiles. He was believed on in the world and he was received up into glory. Now on the surface, that doesn't seem to be too difficult, but it does, it's comprehensive as far as the mystery of God being made known in the flesh like we are now, and then being justified by the Spirit in the Spirit's teachings and the Old Testament according and with the New Testament likewise. He was confirmed and he was seen of angels and then he was preached on in the world, preached unto the Gentiles, that means to all nations. And then he was received up in, into, the, into glory. And that is the greatest news of all, is that Christ is alive, he's at the right hand of God, he is wanting each one of his creation to come to him, he has overcome the Satan, the devil, that had his creation in his clutches and would not turn loose. And he came down and got in that flesh and he demonstrated his love and gave himself a sacrifice that man might have the answer to be delivered from bondage of sin. I want to share with you in the next few minutes a conversation in the sense that I had over the telephone one day in the office a young man who works in in Anaheim, he lives in Costa Mesa, and he he said, "May I talk with you? Are you a minister?" And I said, "Yes, 
Are you the minister there at that church? And I said, yes. He said, well, I'm having some difficulty. And I said, well, what's the nature of your difficulty? He said, well, I just need to find out about the church Christ. And I said, well, I'm, I'm here to serve you. I, I, that's my job. I said, what would you like to know about the church? And he said, well, the one thing that I need to know right now, and I've been studying and reading commentaries and uh, all, is about your teaching of baptismal regeneration. And I said, well, uh, we don't teach baptism regeneration. He said, oh, you do too, because I've worked with a member of the Church of Christ. And I've been talking, he'd been talking with me or she, he didn't say which one, he wouldn't reveal. And he said, uh, it has come to me that, that I can have faith and I can have repentance. And, uh, but if I'm not baptized, I'm lost and I'm going to hell. So he said, I've been looking and, and what I find out, uh, your teaching is baptismal regeneration. And I said, I'm sorry, it, it just doesn't, we just don't teach it. Well, don't you believe baptism is essential? And Oh, yes, 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 I believe that. He said, well, you know, I've been reading in all these commentaries and things, and they say uh, that baptism is just an outward symbol of an experience that man has had by faith. And I said, yes, yes, that's right. That's what the denominational world says, and that's what a lot of commentaries say. But I said, that is not what the Bible says. He said, well, that's the reason why I called you. And I said, well, I'm here, to, I'm here to help you. He said, well, how do you account then? He said, now, if people believe, and if people, and you know, what I've been taught and what I have gathered from other preaching, that it's when you believe that Jesus is the Christ, then, then he comes into your heart and you're saved. And then you can be baptized in any church you want to, and for the church of your choice, it's just an outward symbol of, a, of an inward grace that has been given to you when you were saved. And I said, that's right. You, you've got the teaching down, but that's not what the Bible teaches. He said, well, why don't you help me? He said, well, what, what does the Bible teach then? And I said, it teaches blood regeneration. The blood of Christ. You're regenerated and you're saved by the blood of Christ. He said, well, where do I find that? Could you give me a book and could I uh, get a commentary that would teach me? That? I said, the Bible, the New Testament. Well, what, what, oh, how, do you, how do you come to that conclusion? And I said, well... It's very easy. Are you familiar? Are you familiar with uh, Romans, the sixth chapter about baptism? He said, "Yes, I, I understand." 
I said, well, you'll, you'll, it'll be easy for you to comprehend then that, that this is a picture of your regeneration, but it has to be by the blood of Christ. So we quoted, I quoted some of this, and I don't know whether he's looking for New Testament or not, but he knew it. And I said, you know, it says, Know ye not that so many of us as were baptized into Jesus Christ Now I said, now we're getting to, to the baptism, aren't we? And he said, yeah. But he said, how do you know that that is, is not spirit baptism? And I said, I, I don't know. I said, only the Bible can answer that. But you believe in the inspiration of the New Testament, don't you? Yes, in the Bible. Yes, 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 I do. I said, well, would you take this same writer's inspiration when he said there is one? And he said, well, yes. Well, in Ephesians 4 and 4, he says there's one. Now, in Acts, the 10th chapter, the apostle Peter said, who can forbid water that these should be baptized so we know that it was used, right? Yeah. Now, when Jesus was speaking to John 3, uh, in John 3 and 3 and 5, he said, except you be born of the water and of the Spirit, you can't enter the kingdom of heaven, right? Yeah. That's Jesus' teaching. Okay. So that ought to get you to see that you can't be born of just the water. It can't be just baptismal or water baptismal regeneration. You can't rule the Spirit out, so the Bible doesn't ever teach you that. And I don't care if a member of the Church of Christ or anybody has told you that, they're just wrong in it. Now, I think he's right or she's right when they said you needed to be baptized. You know the reason why? Why? Well, because it said, except you be born of the water and of the Spirit, you can't enter the kingdom of heaven. But see, we have, we have a regeneration here. We have a cleansing of the Spirit. We have the Spirit working, and we have the water working. But you can't just take one of them and say, well, I, it, it, you're going to hell if you're not baptized. Well, sure you are. Why? Because you weren't washing the blood. Because you didn't have faith. Because you didn't have repentance. See? But it wasn't just baptism. You, you, you're, you're not keying in on when you just think it's water baptism regeneration. Well, he said, I, I can understand that part. But he said, you know, what about what about if 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 I if I confess Christ and I believe in him and I repent of my sins and and I'm on my way, I'm on my way to the water to be baptized and I die. What are you going to do with me? I said, I'm not going to do anything with you, but Jesus is going to save you. 
Well, that's not what this person said. I said, well, I don't care what that person said. I'm going to show you where that this person may not have all the answers. It may be right, but you may have misunderstood him. But let me ask you a question, all right? There's a lot about abortion, isn't it? Yeah. A lot about going around, isn't it? Yeah. But when do you become a baby? When does a baby become a baby? Before birth or, or after birth? He said, well, I believe they come before. So I said, do you believe they become a person when conception takes place? When the sperm and the egg Meat? Yes, I do. I said, well, you know the Word of God, in Luke 8 and 11, he says, the Word of God is a seed. And if the Word of God is planted into your heart and your life, it's when you're conceived in, with the Word of God and the seed being planted. And if you turn away from your sins and you're on your way to be born and to be brought forth, you're like a baby that's in the womb. And look at that Romans 6. That, you remember that passage? I said, yeah. Well, he said, you're buried with him. When did you get with him? When did you get with him? The spirit seed was planted. Now, we don't practice going around telling people that you can be saved before you're baptized in water or if you get killed going to the water. But you ask me a question, and I want you to answer your own question. Do you believe that baby is a baby before it's brought forth after the womb? Yes, I do. And I said, well, you answered your own question. It would have to be by mercies, God's mercy and clemency and grace. But that's just something to try to get out of not being born again a lot of times. Now, if you can turn to Titus, if you can remember, do you remember Titus? Yeah, I remember Titus. And I quoted that passage. Hey, do you know what that says? Titus and verse verse about uh, when it looks at number three number three there says a man is in his foolishness, his disobedience, his deceiving uh, different lusts and pleasures and making malice and living in malice and envying hateful and hating. And in Romans 6, it talks about a man being dead in sin. Same way. But he was buried in baptism. You remember that? Yeah. Well, here it says, but after the kindness of, and the love of God, our Savior toward men appeared. Remember that? That's when Christ that passage that we just read said, Great is the mystery of godliness. Jesus was made known in the flesh. Yeah, he was, 
he was crucified and he was he was preached uh, he was raised and, and he ascended on heaven and he was preached to the Gentiles well this this comes to the question now this answers our question what about regeneration It's not by the works of righteousness which we have done, but according to his mercy he saved us. By the washing, the washing that belongs to regeneration, and by the renewing of the Holy Spirit. Now when did that happen? Which he shed on us abundantly through Jesus Christ our Lord. How did you get that? I remind you that Galatians 3, 26, 27 says we're baptized into Christ. That's baptism. I remind you that we had said that there's one baptism. I remind you the scripture says there's water baptism. Now here, the regeneration and the renewing of the Holy Spirit comes through Jesus Christ. In Acts 2, and he was very familiar with Acts 2, remission of sins came after he repented and was baptized. Now don't you think about that baptism being just water alone. It has to be the sacrifice of Christ put in it. And then we slip back to Romans, the sixth chapter, the fifth chapter, and I want you to, if you will. And in this chapter here, it sums it up in the very uh, a great way of putting it all together. I want you to look at the chapter five. Beginning with the first verse, it says, Therefore we're justified by faith. And there's faith. Now, I believe you told me that friend of yours said, doesn't matter if you have faith. Doesn't matter if you're repenting. If you're not baptized, you're going to hell. Is that what he said? She said, yes, that's what he said. Or she said. He wouldn't tell me which one was. And I said, well, if you're baptized and don't have faith, you could go to hell. If you were baptized and didn't repent, you could go to hell. Maybe he was right about it. If if you didn't left out one of them, you left out the blood. But you can't leave out any of them, right? To have the regeneration. Now look at that second verse. It says, "By whom also we have access by faith into this grace wherein we stand." Now I want you to look down at this verse here. God commendeth his love to us, in verse 8, in that when we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. There's his death. And man cannot be saved without the blood of Christ. Much more than being now justified, that means saved by his blood. Oh, I thought you said it was water baptism. You can't rule water baptism out of it. Why? Because it pictures the death. In Romans 6, it pictures the death. God just chose it that way. But here he said it's by the blood. So you're talking about water regeneration? No. 
Blood regeneration, yes. Blood regeneration without baptism, no. Jesus said it with the water and the Spirit. I'm not going to take either one of them away. We should be saved from wrath through him. For if we have, we were enemies, we were reconciled by the, look at that, the tenth verse, the death of Christ. That's the same as saying the blood of Christ. Much more being reconciled, we shall be saved by his life. He's still alive. Now look at that sixth chapter there of Romans. We were buried with him by baptism into death. Therefore, we were buried with him by baptism into death, the fourth birth, that like as Christ was raised up from the dead by the glory of the Father, even so we should walk in newness of life. For if we've been planted together, that's the scripture saying, in the likeness of his death, we shall also be in the likeness of his death. What happened there? Regeneration. What did it? The blood of Christ. What did it? The water? Well, Peter said, not the washing away of the filth of the flesh, but the answer of a good conscience because of resurrection of Christ from the dead. He put it together. You see? Knowing this, that our old man is crucified with him, and the body of sin might be destroyed, and henceforth we should not serve sin. He said, well, can you really, can you help me anymore? Can you give me a passage? Can you give me a verse where it talks about the blood, the uh, uh, doing that, and I said, yeah, I'll tell you. Well, what passage is that? I quoted him the passage. He said, well, what passage is I said, Acts 22 and 16. The Apostle Paul, you remember, he was a big sinner. And he was killing Christians all over the country. And Jesus spoke to him, but the speaking of that didn't save him. He repented and prayed three days, but that didn't save him. But behold, the preacher came, and he told him, this is the good news. You can be saved too, Paul. And he said, why do you wait? Why do you tarry? Arise and be baptized. And that was Paul repeating this before kings and rulers. And wash away, there is that regeneration you talked about. Wash away your sins. He said, well, I've never had to explain this. Tell me a book. Tell me a commentary that I can get this and I can study it more. I said, you've just been referred to it. Acts, the 22nd chapter, and verse 16. And I said, my office is at 1590 Ball Road, and I'll study with you any time. Now, you've given me your name, but you haven't given me your address, and you haven't given me your phone number. But I'm here any time. And he graciously thanked me. Brethren, this is the gospel, the good news preached. And if a person hasn't been had blood regeneration, faith regeneration, repentance regeneration, baptism regeneration, but you can't put the emphasis just on one. And I went over with him where that when you were baptized, you were baptized into the body of Christ. Acts 1 Corinthians 13, uh, 12 and 13. And that they were added to the church, and the church was the body. 
and that it all just goes right in and focuses together. And brethren, we need to share it with people. And we need to be careful not to just isolate one and become denominational. We're just as denominational as the denominations if we say, you have to be baptized. When they say, oh, you have to have faith. And they just isolate faith. You don't isolate either one of them. They're all together. And did you know we're saved by his death, we're saved by his blood, we're saved by his, but we're also saved by his life. He keeps on saving people. First John, the first chapter, he said, if we walk in the light as he is in the light, the blood of his son cleanses us from all unrighteousness. If we confess our sins, he is faithful and just. We can't, the regeneration of the blood of Christ takes place in the life and the heart of every individual. I'll tell you, when we're servants of righteousness, which we could uh, emphasize in that sixth chapter of Romans, you live with Christ, and he helps you, and he strengthens you. And Paul said, it is no longer I that liveth, but I, it is Christ that liveth in me. The life that I live in the flesh, I live by faith. Faith in the Son of God, who loved me and gave himself for me. He's present. He's in us. That's what it means to be a Christian. You can be one. Do we stand together and sing?